you came out tonight early, aggressive. What was different for you tonight in terms of just setting the tone with your game in this game? Ball. 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 This is Orange Ball Juice, the show where I make my two teenage sons co-host a basketball podcast with me so they can tell their dad what to think about the NBA and hopefully help me win my fantasy pool. So, without further ado... Ball. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to Orange Ball Juice. Always fresh, never toxic, family-friendly, b-ball blabber. It is Saturday, December 17th. That's right, we're recording uh, on a Saturday as opposed to a Sunday, which we've done in the past. Um, but uh, Marky Man actually has a basketball tournament tomorrow, so we can't do that. Anyway, um, as always, I am joined by my two co-hosts. To my left, Spencey G. Spencey, how you doing? I'm great. And to my right, Marky Man. Marky Man, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Fantastic. Um, well, we're looking back at week nine, looking ahead to week ten, but uh, what, were your, what were some of your headlines from uh, this past week, Spencer? What was your biggest headline? Um, my biggest headline was the Grizzlies blowout against the Bucks. Um, pretty surprising. Like, it just came out of nowhere. But this is sort of a running theme last couple of seasons. The Grizzlies, every once in a while, just decide to be the best team in the league. Like, and just embarrass teams. Um, I think John Morant had a 25-point triple-double. Eight players, double-digit points. Um I mean, we can't forget last season, the Grizzlies beat the Thunder um, by 73 points. Wow. Is that the biggest point differential ever? I think it is. Right. That's an absolute, that's the kind of thing where if that happens, you know, if that happens at, you know, the high school level, they like, there's a mercy rule kicks (laughs) in at the halftime or something where they just say, this game's over. Um, That's, uh, that's pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, they're the hottest team in the West right now. They've won, uh, seven in a row they're number one 19 and nine over the pelicans um who are also pretty hot right now but um yeah amazing and marcus what do you got um i've got the orlando magic on a five game win streak um yeah it's just and the thing is they're not they're not barely winning these games they're winning by like pretty big margins yeah and it's just it's mainly just been friends friends wagner mm-hmm. just having Crazy game, but it was. There's two Wagner's on on Orlando, right? There's Franz because last night, was... yeah, and there's a uh, Mortz, Mortz Wagner, yeah, because he was he last night in their in their win over Boston was their uh, was their top guy, I think. Yeah. Um, or I, I don't or no, I'm not sure if he was or not, but I <laughs> I know he got kicked out. Or pardon me, Horford elbowed him in the crotch and uh, got a flagrant and got kicked out of that game. Yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, I mean they're winning. Like they yeah. won by twelve over Boston. Yeah, you know. Um, or pardon me, no, they didn't. They won eight, by eight. eight, eight. eight. Um, so yeah, I mean that's. I, I don't think anybody would have predicted that Orlando would go on a streak like that. Although they've got some cool, great yeah. young I mean, talent. I mean, looking at the roster is pretty good. It's mm-hmm. Paulo Banjero, Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter Jr., uh, Cole Anthony, and Bull Bull, and yeah. Jalen Suggs. Yeah. Well. There, uh, yeah. And Jalen so, Suggs, who's been injured. I just well. said, oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, those are, 
I mean, they're all young guys, but they're starting to gel, and suddenly it's like, hmm, maybe they're... Yeah. I mean, I think they're probably got enough of a bad start that I don't know yeah. how much of a threat they are in the East, but... I mean, they already have 20 losses, so... Yeah, I mean, they're 10 and 20. It's brutal, yeah. but they... So, obviously, they were they were 5 and 20, and now they're 10 mm-hmm. and 20, so... That's, so, pretty crazy. Turnaround. And they beat the Raptors twice in a row, yeah. um, uh, which is painful. Um, but, hey, they beat... They beat uh, Boston, who a lot of people think are going to be the champs. Yeah, it's a pretty, uh, um, pretty incredible. Maybe my headline for last week was uh, the back-to-back uh, Utah wins uh, over the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Pelicans were on a seven-game win streak, and kind of everybody thought Utah had come back down to earth a little bit, which they have. Um, at the same time, they put together two wins against a surging Pelicans team, and it seems like they match up really well against them. Yeah, um, and watching those games, I mean. The Utah fans and the Utah team, like they play like a team that wants to win. Like they're not, they obviously care and they obviously yeah. want to win and they're super competitive. And hey, they beat the Pelicans twice in a row. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, something else. All right. Well, let's, um, um, let's dive into, uh, into last night. Um, you know, we are, pardon me, last week, uh, which is week nine. Um, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of crazy stuff happened last week, um, a lot of headlines. But let's just start with what your predictions were, uh, Spencer. We had on, on Sunday, Sacramento was in New York to take on the Knicks. Um, and uh, so what happened in that game? Yeah, so unfortunately I was wrong. The Knicks came away with the um, win there um, by, a, I guess, not the craziest margin, um, but still. They won by 13. Yeah, yeah. like. Pretty pretty easy victory. You'd actually predicted that Sacramento would I win had. by thirteen. Yeah, so yeah. flipped on me. Um, yeah, like the Knicks essentially, they just dominated the first quarter, um, which just gave them the lead, and it was a really even game. But that's all they needed, right? They just needed those yeah. that amazing first quarter. Um, R.J. Barrett was the top performer, twenty-seven. Nine and six, and I think it would have gone to Julius Randle. He had 27 points at the half, um, but was ejected in the third quarter for he received a second <clears throat> frag, uh, flagrant for arguing about a non call. Um, yeah, and they the Knicks didn't suffer that loss of Randle, they just kept their yeah. momentum going. What was that? Uh, what's that nickname that uh, you were saying the, the Knicks have? The mid three, the mid three, the mid that's yeah. such a disparaging term for uh, Randall, R.J. Barrett, and Jalen Brunson. Um, and Jalen yeah. Brunson. But uh, the so-called mid-three have strung together how many rin- wins in a row now? Uh, six wins yes, in a row six. as yeah. of right now. So, uh, And sitting in sixth place. So I guess they're not that mid after all, at least not <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, well, on Monday, uh, OKC was in Dallas uh, to take on the Mavs, I was uh, I was excited for this game just because you know superstars, you know, seeing Shea go up against Luca. Yeah. Uh, so what happened in this game, Marcus? What did you think would happen, and what did happen? I predicted the Thunder winning this game, one twenty to one hundred three, hmm. and and little noise upstairs. I think that noise you just heard, folks, was our dog's little crate that he likes to sleep in being dropped on the floor by mommy. So. Please excuse that. Go ahead, Marky. Um, yeah. So I predicted that Shea would have a good, a big game, and he did. 
Um, and but it, he he had forty two points and it was low in the rebound and assist margin. So uh, yeah, the the OKC was le- or sorry Dallas was leading almost every quarter, but sorry OKC was almost leading every quarter except uh, in the second quarter. The Mavs were just just destroyed them. They had forty three points in the second. So, other than that, OKC was winning that game by quite a bit. Yeah, it seems that you know Dallas has those kinds of wins where they, you know, Luca because he had what thirty one thirty eight points, eleven rebounds, and eight assists in that game. He turns it on for a while enough to close the gap and possibly win the game. However, they don't consistently win. Still, um, they're they seem like an up and down team. They're still hovering around. 500 at uh, 15 and 14 um yeah i mean it, it but those games are always exciting when you have stars like that going head to head so on tuesday uh golden state speaking of big stars going head to head uh golden state was in milwaukee um to to take on the bucks and what happened in that game spencer yeah so i had the bucks winning um by a four point or four point margin um i did not expect the huge win there um 128 to 111 for the bucks Mm -hmm. um so i had said that i didn't think anyone golden state could guard Giannis, and to be honest that's pretty much what happened um Giannis had 30 points 12 rebounds five assists and yeah it was pretty embarrassing for the warriors like just all these losses um Bobby Portis and Giannis with the, had so many rebounds that that sort of um, that helped them so much and yeah the Warriors just the only thing they accomplished was kicking out a fan from the arena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, well as as ha- everyone has noted and as at, at the time of that game, you know Golden State's a different team uh, at home than they are on the road. I yeah. mean, if you look, they're basically the opposite. It's, it's quite remarkable at home. Uh, they are like right now they're 12 and two at home and on the road, they're two and 14. And I think on Tuesday, I heard the commentators, um, in that game saying how golden state, um, at home has top three defense at home mm-hmm. and is in 29th rated defense on the road, which I don't even, I don't, understand that's possible I, either do i like it, they're a bad team on the road like they're like they're actually a differently and and horrible and as we know now um uh steph's out yeah. with an injury and it from what i can tell it's kind of mysterious whether it's like a, a big deal or not maybe they're saying two yeah. weeks but at the same time it sounds like it could be longer it was a weird injury like it didn't look like that much happened it just looked like he like tweaked his shoulder a little bit but i guess it I feel like maybe they're hiding the fact that it's a big deal almost for some reason. Yeah. Well, this is, I mean, it seems like now, I mean, do you think this is the time where somebody like Jordan Poole has to prove whether or not he can help contribute to some wins with Steph? What do you think is going to happen, Marcus? Yeah. Um, yeah, Jordan Poole will have to step up. Clay will have to step up. Everybody will. The bench will have to, you know. Yeah, but they haven't been able to do, like, no. they're a 500 team with Steph most of the time, yeah. you mm-hmm. know? I see two outcomes, possible outcomes. They get in a deeper hole, and they if they miss the playoffs, obviously that's a disaster. Yeah. If he's hurt, 
like for yeah. a long term, maybe that will happen and they'll dig themselves. They'll be in a hole that they won't be able to get. I out mean, of. maybe it'll be a good thing in a way because they'll learn how to play as an offense together without Steph. Like, yeah. And because the offense goes around Steph, they just try to give him threes and yeah. they basically run him around the court until he's open. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it'll be a good thing that they'll, you know, be able to have some ball. Yeah, that's 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 the thing that I guess they hope for and they're uh, you know Steve Kerr has to figure that figure that out yeah um the other thing um, but what the, the the flip side of that one thing is them missing the playoffs another thing is them maybe they just make the play in but Steph's back and healthy and then all of a sudden whatever team's number one in the west mm-hmm. has to face them and maybe they start going on a little run yeah and they yeah. barely making the playoffs I think they could easily end up eighth seed yeah and having to take on the number one team, and it'll be the most evenly matched one versus eight you'll ever see, just because they're they're the mm-hmm. defending champs. Yeah, and I think that's a realistic possibility. Potentially the only way a number eight seeded team could ever win might be this season if something yeah. weird like that happens with them being number eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's totally plausible. Anyway, on Wednesday, I, like maybe the biggest matchup that like NBA fans everywhere were were foaming at the mouth in anticipation of Detroit in Charlotte, yeah, for to take on the Hornets. So, um, although it was an exciting game, Marcus, um, I will I I have to admit that it was. Um, so, what did you think was going to happen in that game, and what did happen? So, I thought Charlotte was going to come out with the win, one hundred one to ninety nine. I thought it was going to be super close, and it was. Um, they brought it to OT, um, but then, yeah, the Pistons just rolled rolled them over in the in OT, and um, Kelly Oubre had a good game, twenty eight points, eight rebounds, and then for the Pistons, Killian Hayes, twenty five point seven rebounds and eight assists. So, and you thought uh, Rozier would have a big game? Yeah. Did he have a good game? Um, I don't. It wasn't anything special. Yeah, it was, and then. Uh, Alec Burks, I think, had he had um, he twenty seven points off the bench yeah. that game, which is pretty yeah. impressive um, for them. But they just got some um, bad news, right? Detroit. Yeah, Kate yep. Cunningham's out for the season with yeah. an injury. So. Yeah, he's got to get surgery. And that was also that was um, one other thing about that game is uh, um, Ball was back from injury from yeah. that game. That kind of and that kind of spoiled his mm-hmm. return. Um, and he's still he's still back, so we'll see with what happens with that team and yeah. both of those teams. I mean, I wish I mean, they're going to be at the bottom. They stink. For... They're, they're bottom feeders, and nothing's happening. You know, this year um, for either of those teams. But you know, I still think like I want I want both of those teams to 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 improve, and hopefully, if they can get over some of these injuries, like I don't know what to I don't know much about Cade Cunningham, but yeah. I know that. Detroit has high hopes for him. <laughs> they need to have high hopes for him. Yeah. Do you think that, I mean, if he comes off this injury, do you think, like, have, is, you know, he's a second-year player, right? Yeah. I mean. I mean, yeah, I think he'll be fine. Um, I don't know. The Pistons one of those teams where they get lottery picks, like high lottery picks, and then they're, like, okay. Or, like, they're, they're like, yeah. good, but not, like, exceptional. Right. And so I think Cade Cunningham was their – like he was totally, everyone thought he was the best player in the draft. Like, yeah, and he went number one, right? He went number one, yeah. so I I think he'll be fine. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, 
okay on Thursday, Spencer. Um, I was this was actually a pretty big matchup. Phoenix mm-hmm. um, was in L.A. to take on the Clippers on Thursday night. Um, I think uh, Phoenix had been in a bit of a slide. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, what did you, what did you think was going to happen in that game, and what ended up happening? Yeah. So I thought the Suns would win. Um, I thought it was going to be like reasonably close. Um, I thought it was one hundred seven to ninety nine. But the Suns actually played even better than that. Um, they broke their losing streak, as you said. But I don't think we can say too much about this game because Kawhi, Paul George, Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson, and Zubach were all out. Right. So, like, their entire... Yeah, that's all of their scoring. That's all their... That's everything. everything. Yeah, that's, that's um, the whole team. Like, the Suns had a couple injuries, too, but... Yeah, like they were up by 27 at the half and just held on to that. Booker had a pretty tame game, 14-4-4, but he was just coming. uh, That was the first game back from an injury. Yeah. And Paul was the top performer, 15-7-13. Yeah, so he had the double-double. So he had the double-double. That's a pretty good game for him. It's good to see him playing at least better, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems that I think you guys cursed them because when we did our quarter season (laughs) review – And at the time when we did that, they looked really good and they'd been coming off of some big wins and Booker had, you know, just before that had had like a more than 50 point game. And, um, you know, it looked like they were rolling without Chris Paul and that Mm -hmm. things were going to be fine. But then they went on a a five game skid, I believe. Um, They're they're still uh, fourth in the West, but you guys both put them at number one. Yeah, um, yeah. because that's where they were sitting at the time you made the prediction yeah. and it looked like that they were, and, and just since then it's been, uh, five losses and one win. So, yeah, I think that was real. That this one was good for them because Chris Paul did, um, finally yeah. have a good game. I mean, he did not great scoring wise, but 13 assists, like that's amazing. So yeah, we'll see. Um, I- okay. And then on Friday, um, Indy was in Cleveland for uh, to take on the Cavaliers. Uh, what do you think was going to happen in that game, Marcus, and what did happen? I predicted the Cavaliers winning this one. Um, yeah, um, but the, and they did. So it was they were actually losing throughout the first three quarters, and then they just completely steamrolled in the fourth. Thirty-five points for the Cavaliers in the fourth, eighteen for the Pacers. And Mitchell had a big game, pretty interesting stat line, 41 points, one rebound, three assists. So he had a lot of points, but nothing nothing else really. And Halliburton from the Pacers, he had a pretty interesting game, 17 points, zero rebounds, 14 assists, three steals, and one block. Hmm. So he was basically great except for in the rebound category. So And Garland, uh, you had predicted yeah. him to be the top performer, and he did have a good game. He had a double-double yep. with uh, 20 points, 10 assists, and 6 rebounds. Yeah. So that's that's a pretty great game. Yep. Um, and when Garland and Mitchell are both, you know, producing for Cleveland yeah. and they're at home, they're a pretty tough team to yeah. beat, it would seem. Although, give Indy credit, they only lost by 3. Um, and that's no, what they you, lost by six, 6. Oh, they lost by 6. Oh, sorry, I'm... I, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Six. One eighteen to one twelve was the final yeah. score. Right. So they lost by six. And you'd you'd thought they would lose by by three. Yeah. Uh so pretty close. Um Indy is one of those teams, you know, they're sitting at ninth. Uh they're they're five hundred. 
they they seem to overachieve, but um, you know they got again a lot of young, really dynamic players that are fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. and, it'll, and but they're pro- probably not quite ready for prime time just yet. But nonetheless, yeah. their future looks bright. Um, and so, oh, sad to report that Merlin's pick last week. Um, I gave him uh, Atlanta. The Hawks were in Charlotte to take on the to Hornets. And Merlin picked the Hornets to win that game, which was a pretty risky pick. I think we can both uh-huh. both all agree. Yeah. Um, and uh, turns out Atlanta won that game, one twenty five to one hundred six. And so now Merlin, and just so you all know who Merlin is, he is our pet dog and the official mascot of Orange Ball Juice. And he makes his picks on Instagram. We put down a treat on each team name, and whichever one he goes to is his prediction. And he he chose the treat that was over the Charlotte Hornets. And he was wrong because the Atlanta Hawks won. So he is now one for three since we, he's been making picks. So he's only batting, you know, 333. Uh, you guys, to contrast, are doing much better. Um, Marky Man, you are now nine for 21. I don't know uh. the percentile on that, but you're nine for 21. And Spencer, you are 12 for 21. So Marcus, you 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 were only uh, one for three this week in week yeah. nine, which puts you at nine for 21 so you're you're getting you're dipping below 50 and it'll be hard to crawl back out to see how you stack up against spencer but spencer you're uh um 12 for 21 so you're actually over 500 right now mm-hmm. and uh, since we started your three picks per week all right well um let's talk about um uh let's talk about fantasy i don't know how you guys are doing um in fantasy uh a lot of developments for me but uh Marky Man, how's your fantasy team doing? You're in a head-to-head league, right? So how's it doing? It's doing pretty good so far. Um, What's your record now? I am uh, five and three, right? And I'm looking. I'm most likely gonna win this week. I'm up eight ninety four to seven eighty. So, um, and I've got lots of guys playing tonight. So, it should. It's looking good. I should be winning this one, and uh, that would be, I think, a four-game winning streak. So it looks like the the injuries are starting to fade, and I'm starting to win games. So that's great. Um, and who are your who have you been your big performance this week, and who do you got playing tonight? Um, Shea's been great for me. Um, Zion has also been great. Uh, and so has Garland. Garland's been good for me too. Yeah, and um, yeah, and obviously, yeah, Zion's been playing really well. Um, yeah. Even in those two losses to Utah, he had pretty good nights both nights. Yeah. Um, Spencer, how are you doing? You're still undefeated. Yep. Also I, in a head-to-head league. Right I now. am. Yeah. Um, so this week it was re- it was pretty close up until last night, and I had an absolutely monster night. I had um, 360 points on the day. Um, yeah, it's just I'm looks like I'll be going nine and zero. I'm like destroying the rest of my league this week i'm like the second closest team is like 200 points below me um Jokic has been playing out of his mind like he's getting so many points yeah you're Um, so lucky to have that guy yeah and Kyrie has been playing amazing yeah so they're definitely supporting my team i this frustrating thing happened that happens in fantasy usually it goes from out to day to day, so like maybe they'll play yeah. and then healthy. But Al Horford just goes from out straight to healthy, and he's on <laughs> right. my injured reserve. It's so annoying when that happens. Uh, yeah, 
all my I have my my phone now like I've because I don't trust the notifications. Mm-hmm. I mean, they come in, they do like the ones from fantasy, but I also set my alarm. So every time I see a player's injured, I set my alarm for, for like half an hour before yeah. game time to recheck their status just in case I miss it. And uh, I remember that one time, I think both of us had, it was Zion. He went from like game time decision to out to game time decision <laughs> to out like it within an hour of the game. Yeah. It was like early yeah. on. I was yeah. like, this is insane. I can't, like I can't handle this anymore. Yeah, well, that was that's what happened to Lamelo Ball. He was out, and then I just still had him in my injured reserve. Yeah, and then he just came back. So, oh wow, I am happy to report now I have zero injured players. Oh wow, I cannot say the same. I've got the only true injured. I Gobert was out last night's yeah. game, um, and that was really annoying. Um, the only injury I have now is to Ananobi. And speaking of that, so I'll, I'll talk about, I'm in a rotisserie league. Uh, once again, I'm back down to seventh place, but just barely, I think the sixth place, I'm at 64.5 points in the yeah. seventh place, or the sixth place guy is at um, 65. So I'm right there. Um, I'm, I'm within striking dis- distance of, of fifth place. Um, and, uh, but anyway, speaking of Ananobi, someone offered me this trade. So I'll, I'll, I'll pitch it to you guys. It is um, Jalen Green and Josh Hart for Ananobi. Um. So I do have room to dump. Like I, yeah. I have room to dump somebody. Like these two for one trades are always weird because then you're gonna, I'm gonna have to make you're room. To, yeah. Um. So what I would do if I did that trade, I would probably dump. Um, Jaden, uh, 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 Jalen Smith, yeah, Jalen Smith on on the Pacers. Like he was touted to do much better, and the odd time he'll get like a few blocks, but his point totals have been terrible. Um, he's getting a lot of, min- I mean, his minute totals keep um, going down. Like you know, early in the season he was getting at least twenty and more, but now he's like the last game he was had fourteen minutes. You know, he just yeah. has not been playing well for the Pacers, and so he's definitely on the chopping block for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that said, I need I need centers. Um, yeah, like I can't get rid of too many. Like I, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What do you think about the Josh Smith and uh, Josh Hart? Pardon me, Josh Hart. Yeah, I I don't think you should take it. Like my the way players are evaluated on my fantasy is different, but yeah. it's definitely I'll say th- averaging thirty points is generally for me the cutoff. Like, when you dip below that, then you're maybe on the chopping block. Um, and so Jalen Green is averaging 29, and Josh Hart is averaging even less than that. And then OG's at 37, right? Yeah. So I don't think it's worth it. I think maybe he's trying to plan the fact that OG's out right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that seeing how desperate I am to, to yeah. unload him. But I'm, I'm not. Um, I will say that uh green has more three pointers mm-hmm. um he has more points um he but he definitely what og is great for is blocks and steals like yeah. you know that he's my leader in those categories um yeah. so he i'd be losing major defense mm-hmm. and gaining some offense definitely it's right? it's yeah. it's not a bad trade i don't think i don't think it's, it's, it's not ba- the word i don't but, think it's but, bad either part of me wants to do it just because i haven't done a trade yet just yeah. because i i don't think i have a chance mm-hmm. of winning this thing yeah. 
Somebody, okay, but I feel like somebody might offer something better for OG. People keep, I mean, if I really want, I should have been the one dangling him ultimately when he was killing it. But it's, whatever, I'm a Raptors fan. I love, and I love MNLB, so I love having him no matter what. And what I noticed is it's not like he, his totals didn't diminish that much. Even with Siakam on the floor, they still rely on him Mm -hmm. for points. And his defensive numbers are always through the roof no matter what. So he's a very valuable fantasy player uh, yeah. for a lot of reasons. Um, but at the same time, like, I have weaknesses, you know. Yeah. Uh, my weaknesses are definitely – I think I'm not that high up on points, all things mm-hmm. considered, because even though I have Zion and I have Lillard and I have Booker, those guys have also all been out for stretches. Yeah. And they are all prone to being out for stretches. So well, maybe not Booker, but he has – he still has been. So it's it's – and then there's the whole, like, mm-hmm. field goal percentage and free throw percentage are also yeah. weaknesses for me. Um, anyway, it's it's tough. I I think maybe if you could restructure that trade a little bit, maybe get someone with a bit higher point value than Jalen Green, I think it might actually be a good trade. Yeah, but they may not have anybody on their roster yeah. that they're willing to give up. So, like, honestly, that's not the worst structured trade in terms of what you yeah. guys need. It's the first time someone's, like, half the time people are offering me trade. It's just, like, a joke offer, like, <laughs> yeah. just seeing if I'm dumb or not. But this one actually seems like the first time I've seen one where I'm like, mm, I might, I mm-hmm. could see myself doing it. But I have to decide, I think, by tomorrow. And the person pitching it, uh, the, the team pitching it is the Cash yeah. Money Millionaires. Um, so I'm... Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know. I uh I don't know what to do, but we'll 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 stick a pin in that one, maybe come back to it later. So let's have a look at uh next week, uh week 10. Um and uh corresponding with week 10, we are on our 10th episode, which I don't think I said at the top of the show, but uh we're in double digits uh on Orange Ball Juice finally. So we hit that milestone feeling pretty good. This is a weekly show we talk about um every week uh in the NBA, what the week that was and the week ahead. And um yeah, that's uh, so we're looking ahead at week 10 now. So so uh, since we were recording on a Saturday um, apart, and we usually record Sunday, we, we're, we're going to skip over tonight's games because they're still part of week uh, nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, I guess, Sunday's games are also still technically part of week nine. I think the week starts on the Monday. I'm not sure, exactly sure. But anyway, we, we usually start our week. We predict the Sunday games and we go forward. So Sunday, uh, the Knicks, the Red Hot Knicks, um, winners of six straight are in um uh, are taking on the pacers so mar marcus what do you think is going to happen in that game um i'm going to give it to the knicks i'll say 112 106 yeah i'll give julius randall having 22 points nine rebounds and five assists can you say that one more time for 22 julius? 22 points nine rebounds and five assists Alrighty, that sounds uh, that sounds pretty good. And what do you think the key to the game uh, for the for the Knicks? Like, I think Indy's pretty tough to beat at home. I'm not sure what the record is. I don't know if they're one of those hardcore home teams. Uh, yeah, they're nine and six at home, so they're tough. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm gonna keep the win streak alive for the Knicks, and yeah. and they honestly they just got to keep up with the pace of the Pacers. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Pacers are fifth in pace, and the Knicks are sixteenth. So. You know, they just got to keep up and, you know, they can't let their field goal percentage dip too low because that's been a problem this season for the Knicks. 
All right. Well, we'll see. I'm I'm interested. I would like to watch that game. I haven't. I admittedly, probably. I don't know that I've seen any Knicks games yeah, so I far this year. I've seen you know watching either. highlights and I you know keep up to date. But I I might try to watch that one if we get it. Um, a big tilt on Monday, December nineteenth. Uh, Spencer is Milwaukee is going to New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. That's a marquee mm-hmm. matchup. Maybe I think I'm mo- maybe that's the game I'm most excited about in week 10. Um, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. So after that loss to the Grizzlies, I don't care who the Bucks are playing. The Bucks are going to come out and win that game. Um, so I have the Bucks 120 uh, yeah. to Pelicans 112. Yeah. And Giannis with. 35, 9, and 5. Yeah, I mean, I think Giannis is one of the only players who can effectively guard Zion in the NBA um, because he just has the strength to match him. Yeah. And both Ingram and Alvarado um, are going to be out in that game. So I I think, and like, as I said, the Bucs are not a team that's going to get blown out and then allow that allow a loss like they're just so good like yeah and yeah, i think they I, don't they they don't have a game they don't have a game today today or, or to, tomorrow I don't yeah think. so it is oh no they do oh, have they do. they do have a game today so they're, okay. they're, they're, they're milwaukee's playing the jazz okay so it isn't that's not like their mm-hmm. first game it's not after. their first game after it's but, not their first game after but they definitely i think got embarrassed in that game and yeah. i think they're the kind of team that they they're probably going to destroy utah yeah. Um, especially since that's at home. I don't mm-hmm. think... Um, although Utah's on a two-game win streak, and they just beat the Pelicans. Yeah. So, I mean, interesting. It'll be interesting. That'll it be an interesting be. game. Tonight. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, Jazz and Pelicans who are just had that whole thing. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I, I tend to agree. Well, I don't know. They have to do it in New Orleans, mm-hmm. too. It's a tough one. So, what did you say was going to be the final score? Uh, 120 to 112 for the Bucks. 120 to 112, and who's it going to be, Giannis? Giannis with 35 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. All right. And then on uh, Tuesday, another big matchup, I think, um, uh, for you, Marcus, uh, the red, red hot uh, Memphis Grizzlies are going into Denver um, to take on the Nuggets. Nuggets are tough to beat at home. Um, Nuggets are sitting at number 3, and... Their home record is eight and three, and the Grizzlies are, you know, number one in the West with a, with a seven game win streak as of right now. Um, so, what do you think is going to happen uh, in Denver on Tuesday, Marcus? I see the Grizz taking the win, um, one oh, sorry, one thirteen to one oh four. So, um, I see John Moran obviously having a great game, twenty nine points. Eight rebounds and nine assists. Just pretty close to his stat line already, so it's not completely. It's it's pretty plausible for that to happen. What do you mean close to his stat line? Already? Like his, his average. Oh, his average. Yeah. Oh, I see. So you're just picking. He's going to have an average game, which is yeah. incredible for yeah. him. Uh, and 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 they're going to win uh, one thirteen to one hundred four. So yeah. I think that's that's a good one. I mean, that I think maybe it could be a lot closer than I think it's going to be but yeah, it's I just to, don't see anybody stopping the Grizzlies right now. Yeah, they seem pretty hot. Um although, yeah, again, the Nuggets at home are tough to beat. Um and then on Wednesday, another um interesting game of maybe two teams that are are good not great. Um yeah. 
uh, Dallas uh, will be in uh, Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. Um, what do you think? I think it's going to be close, but I think the Mavs are going to take it 105 to 100. And I think Luke is going to be uh, going to have 32 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. 32, 8, and 6. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Minnesota's cat is still out for them, I think. And, yes, I, there's a good chance Gobert and D'Angelo Russell will be out for that game. Oh, man. Because so. I, I, oh, that sucks for me. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually che- – I just saw that he was – I didn't check in on Gobert's status. He's not – can, he's not listed as injured in fantasy just yet. He's still just out. I actually yeah. think he was might have even been upgraded to game time decision. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he'll be back soon. But yeah, yeah. like without, I mean, without Cam, without those two big guys, like their defense rating just drops. Yeah, for and sure. um, and the rebounding obviously drops. So I think that's all the Mavs need because they are weak in rebounding. But if they have the advantage. Um, and don't have to deal with like the monsters in the paint, then I think Luke yeah. is just going to have free range. They're one of those teams that, one of the few teams in the NBA that they pretty much have the same record at home as they do away, uh, mm-hmm. Minnesota. I think they are the most mediocre team in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> They're dead center, like just yeah. perfectly mediocre, you know. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Um, okay, because uh, yeah, in a way, it's more fun to root for like bad teams that have a surge. Like Orlando yeah. Magic is suddenly now they're fun to root for. Like they have yeah. fun players, and they're overachieving is way more fun of a storyline than mm-hmm. a team like Minnesota, who you know they have all this talent, but they're just like middle yeah, of the they road. They make me it's so just... angry, and I hated the trade that happened. I'll stand by <laughs> that forever. You've been complaining about that trade for so long. All right, Marcus. So on Thursday, maybe not a marquee matchup, but nonetheless interesting. Um, Washington is going to be. I figured we got to give the 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 Wizards a little bit of love. They're not that. Uh, you know, I sometimes forget they're in the NBA because um, <laughs> they're not too. exactly a um, a big exciting team mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Um, but they're going to be in Utah um, to take on uh, the Jazz, who remain a very tough team. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, I don't think the Wizards really stand a chance. They're eleven and eighteen, um, and they're going to the. It would, I think it might be a bit different um, if it was at home for the Wizards, but it's not. Jazz have the home court advantage, so. But I just want to mention this: mm-hmm. Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and Laurie Markkinen almost have identical stat lines. Oh, they both. Chris Porzingis is averaging twenty two point six points. Laurie's averaging twenty two point four. Chris Apps averaging eight point nine rebounds. Laurie's averaging eight point five. Chris Apps averaging two point six assists, and Laurie's averaging two point two. And Chris Apps is averaging zero point eight steals, and Laurie's averaging zero point six. Wow. So they're literally the same player. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm. I see. I see the uh, the Jazz obviously winning this. I'll give it um, one seventeen to one ten. See, so okay, you got the Jazz one seventeen. Yeah, I, I who's feel who's gonna like, be the guy for? I'll give it Markkinen? to Yeah, I'll give it to Markkinen. I'll say twenty four points, nine rebounds, and four assists. And I, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent positive, but I think it's Lowry. Lowry Markkinen. Yeah. Markkinen. Yeah. Not Laurie, and it's it's, Larry, he's he's yeah. Finnish, no. right? Yeah. So it's yeah. you know, yeah. um, 
So we'll do our best to, to get uh-huh. the, our name pr- pronunciations right. I did watch a bit of those, uh, both of those games um, against that Utah played against the Pelicans, and I got to say, I mean, I knew he's obviously he's what is he seven feet, uh, six eleven, six seven eleven, feet, something like yeah, that. he's a he, and he's but he's big and he like also tough. I know yeah. like he does not back, yeah. and he seemed to be able to match up with Zion pretty yeah. well. Yeah, well, um, yeah, because he's a big strong dude as well, and he's got a nice you know. Uh, he's a pretty fun player to watch overall. Yeah, that's that's what a difference between Porzingis and Markkanen. Porzingis is seven three, and God, uh, yeah, seven three. Yeah, I don't know. Are we? That. Yeah, he. I'm sure positive. <laughs> okay, well, he could be. You know, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to to both of you guys about m- maybe making that another um, trivia mm-hmm. segment, more like a speed round trivia segment that I do. Uh, is just how tall are they? Because yeah. you guys always argue about the height of players, and it's so funny because it's the easiest thing to look up online immediately really and find out. And you guys get in these arguments about whether a guy's six eight or six seven, and I'm like, you could Google it instantly. Yeah, but it's, he's seven three. Wow, seven three is that's about yeah. as tall as a human I, can yeah, get. I yeah. don't understand why that's not talked about. Like well, he's so Victor Wembanyama seven four so. Is Giannis seven four? No, no. Victor oh, I thought Webinyama was taller oh, okay. than that. No, oh, he's not taller than seven four. I thought you said Giannis. I was no. like, what? Yeah. Since when? You guys are just getting. Yeah, he's tall. like he's, he's still growing. He's like, yeah. Oops, he came back. He that's what grew. that's what people say happened to Kevin Durant, just or not? Yeah, or not? Sorry, Anthony Davis. Yeah, like he was like six well, ten. Durant point probably old. did grow when he came to the NBA because oh, he yeah. came straight out of high school. Yeah, right? he was like yeah. yeah. It's insane. Um. Okay, and then I think here is for real. I think a really interesting and important matchup um, is uh, coming uh, this week. Is the Clippers are going to be on, uh, on Friday? Uh, the Clippers are going to be in Philly uh, mm-hmm. to take on the Sixers. Philly has been playing uh, definitely better. Uh, they're on a four-game four win streak right now. They're sixteen and twelve, so they're four games under fi- uh, over five hundred, and they're in fifth spot. Um, just behind um, the Nets in fourth. So they're, and they're, it's so funny. I feel like people just got tired of talking about them. I feel like just in general, listening to different basketball podcasts and stuff, yeah. even it's like as soon as there was less focus on them, they started to play better. Yeah. That's just my perception, but uh, yeah. it's, it seems like slowly but surely they're putting it together and, you know, Embiid has had some pretty dominant games lately. Yeah. And yeah. what do you think is going to happen to that game, Spencer? I'm going to have to sit, disagree with the interesting part just based on the fact that <laughs> Zubac is out, right. meaning they will have zero answer for Embiid. Right. And he, like Zubac, like carries their rebounding statistics. Yeah. Um, so without him, like the Clippers have no hope. And obviously they're going to they're gonna have people out. Powell is going to remain out as well, I think. And Kawhi, PG, you never know. Yeah. Probably good, but isn't chance. that what makes it interesting? I suppose, but even if those guys are playing, I still think that the Sixers have this. So I think it's going to be um, one twenty-two to one hundred seven for the Sixers. Yeah, and I think Embiid's going to have thirty-five points, ten rebounds, six assists. I'll say one thing: I I don't know if Zubac. Would be able to guard Embiid in any I'm, realm I'm, no, of the world. I, I'm saying that he's the only person who would have a chance at 
dealing with MB yeah. and yeah. he himself is, or like just the paint in general yeah. and yeah. like the rebounding yeah. is what he offers. Well, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where, yes, he wouldn't be, he's not going to shut him down. No. But at the same time, he's probably, if without him, Embiid can do exactly. even better. Like instead of Embiid getting, you know, eight rebounds, now he's going to get 12 or whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, I, I would agree with that. Although, let me see. I think the Clippers, um, like, let's just talk a little bit about, I mean, some things from last week. I think one thing we've completely left out is Boston has lost two games last week. Yeah. Almost lost three. Yeah. Um, probably the game of the week for me last week was when uh, Boston. <coughs> oh, bless you, Marcus. Um, <coughs> Boston was in L.A., and that game was absolutely was insane. insane. The Celtics are up by 20 at the half. Charles Barkley was on the TNT broadcast complaining about them always covering the Lakers. Yeah. That's a waste of time. The Lakers stink. <laughs> and how he's so, And then he's like, you know, the Lakers are uh, the, the, the 12th seed. And then he's like, the 12th seed in the East is the Wizards. And we yeah. never talk about the Wizards, but we always talk about the Lakers and on and on. And so what are the and, – and I w- walked away from the game because I had things to do. And then when I checked my phone, all of a sudden the Lakers were up. And I started watching it again. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers went, were still on this crazy run to go up by – I think they were up as, by as much yeah. as 13. And then there was this sequence where – I can't remember who sunk a three ball for um, uh, for Boston. But somebody sinks a three. Yeah. And then um, uh, LeBron did like a lazy inbound to AD who wasn't really looking and Marcus Smart just literally <laughs> just stuck his arm out grabbed it and yeah. immediately drained two and so they it was basically a five point yeah. play like they they got a three and then immediately got two yeah. cut the lead to eight and then you could just feel everything yeah. all the like yeah. you could just feel the AD and LeBron getting tired and then of yeah. course uh, AD misses two free throws key free throws right at the end and with like seven seconds left um, Tatum hits um, game tying yeah. jumper yeah. And then in, in the OT, like LeBron and an yeah, AD had nothing left. Nothing. Like that. That's what happens. There was another game, I think, last week, extremely similar. They somehow fought back this in crazy comeback. Then in OT, they stink because they're old guys just <laughs> run out of juice. Yeah. And it's so frustrating for Lakers fans to just, oh. like, see them fight in these games and then just come out with nothing Yeah. in OT. Like, it's just sad. And I think the Lakers front office has got to – Get LeBron and AD some more people. Like LeBron is averaging twenty nine. Yeah. He's going. He's still oh, playing amazing, but they're crazy. wasting his twilight years here. I know, but well, I, mean, I mean, I will say, if I was a if I was a Lakers fan and I know how bad they are, and when Boston was in town, if I'd been at that game, I would have been like, I got my money's worth. They lost, but yeah, still, still, I mean, yeah, it, it's not. I don't really feel bad for LeBron in the sense of he's losing his last few years of great basketball, considering. If he wanted to move teams, he could okay, right I'm now. I'm not yeah. saying I feel bad for LeBron. I feel bad for the NBA. Yeah. Or just like fans. Well, because... what would suck is, I mean, I what, I what I would like is for them to somehow sneak into the play-in at the very least. I think it's more exactly. interesting with I just want to see it. LeBron in the playoffs. He's just so fun. The, yeah. the, the, what the Lakers are are the Lakers. Lakers are just like the Raptors when they were the 12th. They finished the 12th seed. They we The Raptors are always in these games. And... Yeah, I agree with Charles Barkley. No one talked about the Raptors then. No, but I, I I'm kind of sick of hearing about the Lakers. But the only reason people talk about the Lakers is because LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook yeah. are on that team. It, well, of course. And at the end of the day, 
they're at, still, I watch the game. They're super entertaining. Yeah. And those kinds yeah. of games are like, wow, that was so much fun. Like it, it, it's, mm-hmm. it was such a like totally different style of play. Both of those teams, um, very, uh, and just to watch them was, was a lot of fun, but, um, and you can't help but talk about them because there's so much drama and, and for yeah. that L.A. team. It's kind of funny. But then anyway, my what I was really talking about, which we didn't talk about Boston at all. They um, they got beat by the Clippers uh, last Monday, 113 to 93. That's like that's their biggest loss of the season. They lost by mm-hmm. 20. Uh, then they barely squeak by the Lakers. And then they got beat by uh, Orlando in Boston last night. So. Yeah, Everybody's saying, you know, they're the they're, they're still the best team in the NBA, got the best record, et cetera, et cetera. But all of a sudden, their last 10, they're six and four. You know, yeah. um, uh, it's interesting. What do you what did you see any of that or did you like any of that? I didn't see any of the Boston Orlando game last night because we were watching the Raptors. Yeah. But I I mean, you also got to put up to the fact that Orlando has all of a sudden been playing really well. Yeah, totally. So, you know, and that happens sometimes like. Great teams go in with this mentality against worse teams, yeah, and they're they just don't bring the energy because like oh easy, easy they're gonna roll over them exactly. So that does happen. Yeah, Orlando's Um, on this big streak and they're playing like for them, going into Boston is like their NBA final, right? Yeah, like it's like, I mean, we have like they're going all in trying to win the game, mm -hmm, and you're right. And the Boston's a little bit back on their heels a bit, and what do you know? Honestly, though. The Celtics are going to be just fine. Like, oh, yeah. they're like, yeah. they're going to stay the one seed, I believe, for the rest of the season. I think they're going to win the championship, yeah. and they're like, there's no reason for them to get any worse. You can, you can watching their games, you can see yeah. almost every game they're unstoppable, and like how they like flow as a team, and they just they clearly have like the best team chemistry in the league. Yeah, and it's just like it's it's like yeah. But even even the the Raptors game against Boston, you know, we played pretty yeah. well against them. Yeah. Um, and I th- I feel like that's that's what's the difference between winning those games is the Raptors. I feel like they don't have crazy amounts of chemistry in a way. Yeah. And when you play teams like that, and when you when you play teams where the star player trusts every single other player <clears throat> on the floor. Yeah. And to shoot a shot or to, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot hard to beat yeah. teams like I, that. I think that's an interesting thing. The Celtics, everyone knows their role. There's no debate as yeah. to what yeah. their role they all, is. They've bought in. Exactly. And the Raptors, it's like we've had 16 different starting lineups this season. Yeah. No one knows what's happening. Some players are now on the bench. It's all confusing. <laughs> Like, they just haven't been able to figure out their yeah. sort of flow. Well, what's yeah. what's so fun about the Celtics is Jason Tatum will get the inbound to dribble the ball up, and then he'll just give it to Jalen Brown. And then Jalen Brown will go on a crazy, just most entertaining fadeaway mid-ranges you've ever seen for five minutes straight. And then they'll give it to Jason Tatum, and he'll hit just a effortless three. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's they're the best, in my opinion they're one of the most fun teams to watch in the NBA. Okay, yeah. speaking of effortless threes, um, last night um, <laughs> Kyrie hit an effortless three yeah. at the buzzer to beat the Raptors uh-huh. uh, in Toronto, one nineteen, one sixteen. Probably, in, in my opinion, probably the most entertaining Raptors game I've seen this year. 
another like crazy performance by Freddie, 39 points. Yeah. Um, two games in a row, he scored 39, both losses. Also, Scotty had a really rough game for three quarters, but then suddenly, like, he's posting up KD. Yeah. And, like, if he has the, like, I think that's a huge bright spot. If he starts finding that, like, he can do that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he can back guys up and do one move to the rim and score. We don't need him lofting yeah. up three balls. We need him being, like, yeah. a big, strong kid on the inside, yeah. you know? And it's great to see that. But, you know, the Raptors won, or the Raptors lost the last three games. Um, or all week nine games uh, well, yeah. by one possession. They lost to Orlando by two. Yeah. They lost uh, to um, Sacramento by one uh, yeah. on Wednesday. And then last night, which was Friday night, they lost by three yeah. because of Kyrie's buzzer beater. Yeah. They're in these games. They look good for stretches. I, they f- Exactly. What, you know, this, what, this is the one thing that I swear every season we just get – like we have go on a streak, great offense. Then it's just like we're disgusting for <laughs> another stretch, and then it's just like these flip flops. And a lot of these games, third quarter come out don't play well, and then like have this like slow comeback in the fourth, and then just have a heartbreaking yeah. loss. Or we're horrible in the clutch. I'll say that too. Like Scotty will have a good game, and then just do something absolutely. Yeah. Well, he was the he was actually the opposite last night, yes, and that's what yeah. that's what made me yeah, happy. That's good. Was that he had a rough well, start, and then he actually got better mm-hmm. as the game went on. Yeah. And in fact, with the game on the line, he hit two free throws to tie it. Yeah. And that you know what you can't ask any more out of the guy. No. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, had that been, I think he went to the rim and missed it. But had that been an and one, well, that would have been a three point play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they would have been up. Like, it would have. The point is, and honestly, like watching Raptors games, it it hurts because yeah, it I it, I find it hard to watch the games because I don't know what type of halftime speech Nick Nurse is giving in the locker room because it's not working. <laughs> yeah, because we no. cannot play in the third quarter like at all. We will like we play absolutely horrible in the in the third quarter. Yeah. It's just unacceptable. Yeah, it's I will say insane. I will say I mean again, Brooklyn. The hottest team in the East in the last several games, they come. I mean, every game you're watching it and you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, on this sequence, Raptors played perfect defense, yeah. and Kyrie Irving still hit the yeah, shot." Exactly. Or, yeah. yeah, Raptors played perfect defense yeah. in the sequence, and KD just jumps like seven feet yeah. in the air and just yeah. does this lofting shot off the glass. You're like, "Well, yeah. well there's, no, yeah. there's no defending that." That's, that's why just, those yeah. guys are going to the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah. you know, so. And still, the Raptors are like losing by one possession. I yeah, yeah, I can't even say we're playing well, but we're still in these games, and it feels like yeah, I'm the only things I'm obviously happy they're, missing, about, they're missing yes, Ananobi. So and, yeah, yeah, that's a huge is factor. that there's good individual performances. Like I'm happy that Freddie he was in a slump. He's had two crazy games. Yeah, and Scotty wasn't doing amazing, and he's starting to play a bit better. Yeah, so it's like there's some bright spots. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think well, we need to find our. The only reason I think we lost that game is just it was just a coaching mistake in the last play. Like you have to double, you always have to double Kyrie if it's the Nets ball in their front court. Yeah, like you have to. He's, He's so, going to hit that shot every I mean, single time. He did a nasty move and sent totally. Van Vliet flying. But that, that's yeah. what he does. You, he does like, that. He, and it, it almost looks like it's a foul, like a push yeah. off. Because I'm not going to call it that though. No. It, 
but yeah, he's got. I, and it, you're right. As soon as I saw the inbound on its way from Simmons, I'm like, oh, the, he's get, he, mm-hmm. he's going to get yeah. open. And like dr- he's going to yeah. shake. He's going to yeah. shake off the defender. Yeah. It's just going you, to happen. Well, you Durant, almost want a different defender. I would almost maybe want Scotty because you know what? Maybe he's not the best, but he's very. Like he's almost a bit flat-footed. It feels like. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't like move around too much, so at least he can get a contest off, and he's not going to get like the problem tossed is, aside. Yeah. That, Freddie's, Freddie's as quick as Kyrie, yeah. but he can't. He's not going to be able to jump. And exactly, that's he, what I'm saying. He's that, not going to be able to make him shoot over him. The problem is though, Kyrie, any other defender, he's beating them. He's beating that defender yeah. to the ball, and he's going to hit well, the three pointer yeah. where he's open. Yeah. And like it was really frustrating. And <laughs> in the press conference, Katie said like, coach was like, "We'll give the ball to Katie," and he was like, "No." We're gonna give it to Kyrie because, right. like, he like he, yeah. he, that's a shot. That's a shot. That's a step back three pointer. He's done it multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Did it in the well. He did I, it in I the also think finals because it's a tie game. They don't need three. Yeah, it's like it's 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 a crafty play to be like they're probably they what they really don't want to do is give up an easy two lay in right exactly. Yeah. So they're they're thinking uh, like. It's just yeah, a hard. Yeah, you know. they were banking on like the one-to-one defense there, and I've also never seen Freddie get absolutely fooled yeah. like that. Like it's not something. I don't think. I swear. Him. I mean, I gotta watch the replay again, but I feel like he wasn't fooled. I feel like there was just enough contact that it actually uh-huh. knocked him off. Because he balance. just like just went like running almost. Yeah. Well, it was, it was weird. I mean, the problem is Kyrie. Like, um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. Hold on. I'm not, whatever, fine. You lost I, your I was, you, okay. So just very quickly, I, I found out that the Raps I think have the f- considered like the fifth toughest schedule for the rest of the year in the NBA right now, right. and and this week definitely looks like it. Okay, a, a diminished Golden State uh, on Sunday is coming to Toronto, so hopefully they okay. can. That's a that's, winnable game because yeah. Golden State's horrible on the road, and they're going to be without Steph also and probably without Raptors, Wiggins, and they're not good at beating the Raptors. But then. Back, now, it's a back-to-back on Monday. Toronto's got to go to Philly. That's going to be tough. It's usually close with Philly. Yeah, but then but we got to go in, on Wednesday. we got to go into New York and take on the Knicks, who are surging. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Friday in Cleveland. So, like, four games. Like, yeah. they're going to be w- exhausted by the time they roll yeah. around the end of the week. Yeah. We just that need is a tough a stretch. I, we just need – I feel like we're so demoralized because we're just – with just heartbreaking losses, like just yeah, over we, and we over. We just need one win, and I feel like we can maybe turn things around. I don't know what OG's status is right now. Uh, I don't we, know he's getting reevaluated in a week. Right. God, that's not good. Yeah, it is not good. Um, anyway, um, okay. So here's our trivia segment, guys. We're getting close to the end of the show. Um, so this one, we're gonna. I'm gonna give this one to you, Marcus. Um, it's called. You know, it's. What year is it is the name of this trivia segment. And the idea is I give you some information and then you have to guess what year it is. So I'll give you, you know, whether it's about a team, a player, a stat, whatever it is, I give it to you and then you have to guess the year that that it occurred. Okay. All right. The Houston Rockets win their second consecutive NBA championship. What year is it? Um, so I guess that's with Hakeem Olajuwon, I assume. I, I, I don't know who else it would be. Um, I guess, oh, okay, hold on. 
So when would so that have, it would have been? When would it have happened? It would have would have been before the Bulls and before the Pistons winning. Or mm. it's hard to remember the gaps mm. between the Bulls like wins. Yeah. 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 Like, mm. yeah. Now you're on to something. Yeah. That's what, yeah. I'm thinking it's definitely in that range of the Bulls and the Pistons. I'm so. Well, I'll give you a hint right now. The Bull when the Pistons won back to back. And then yeah, and then and the, then the the, uh, um, uh, so the the Bulls won three straight, right on the heels of that. That so was maybe, their, that was their first three. Maybe they won two straight when MJ left, retired. So, all right. So what so year? Okay. What year did they win the second of their back to back championships? This might I might embarrass myself here. I might just nineteen eighty. So you're saying it was before Detroit? It was in no, okay. No, uh, 1990, 1992, 1993, actually, 1993. That's my guess. All right, 93. What do you say, Spencer? I was going to say 93. The correct answer is 1995. So okay, so right uh, before, right the Bulls. before. Yeah. So yeah. It, it goes the the Bulls won and they won um, in '89, right? No. They, no, no. Oh. The, the, Pistons won in 89. So the Bulls won, I think, 91, 92, 93. The Rockets won 94 and 95. And then the Bulls won again, 96, 97, 98. So so you're you're right. So MJ left basketball to go be in the minor system for the the Chicago White Sox for a couple years. And um, in that gap, and I believe believe that 95 win, I think that was against against the Magic with Shaq. So that was when they suddenly had their chance to win, but never did. Was when MJ left the East, <laughs> um, and then ba- or the Magic basically became the best team in the East, but they still couldn't win. Um, yeah, and it was uh, Hakeem and those great Rockets teams. But then MJ came back and won three more championships. Yeah. And anyway, um, the next one is for you, Spencer, and this is called "What's My Stat Line?" And on this. It's I give you some I give you a stat line and the time and some other information and then you try to guess the player. All right. So on November twelfth, twenty ten, this player had thirty one points, thirty one rebounds, and five assists and a block against the New York Knicks. Okay. Um, I'm it's gonna, a regular season game regular in 2010. Season. I'm going to say Chris Bosh. Mm. So you said 31 points, 31 rebounds? Yeah. And I believe that 31 rebounds uh, was the highest rebound total of the 2000s, like since since the 90s. Or at yeah. least, yeah, something like that. 2010. I don't think Shaq was... It is not, I'll <laughs> give you this. Yeah. It was not, it was not Bosh. It's definitely okay. not Shaq. It's not. You have a guess? Oh, oh, I got a guess. Okay. Dwight Howard. It's mm-hmm. not Dwight Howard. Oh, it was my guess. The guy, this player is still active. Hmm. Oh. AD? It's not okay. Anthony Davis. <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins? It's not DeMarcus he's Cousins. He's not active anymore. Yes, he is. I just, um, maybe he's just a bad one. So. I have seen him in, like, a... Oh, God. <laughs> All right, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll start giving you some hints. Okay. So the, the he was playing for at the time. The Minnesota Timberwolves. 
That's a it's a Ooh. tricky hint. So this guy started his career with the Timberwolves. Oh, okay. And then yeah. went somewhere else. Kevin Garnett? Nope. Bro. That's too late for Garnett. Way too, too late. late. Way too late. Well, 2010, I he, he went was, he did, back. Uh, I don't know. No. That's too late. I don't know. I, I don't have his was career. Cat There's really no way playing. There's no way. No. No. He really came in 2015. Uh, so, okay. I might want another hint. <laughs> okay. So he's only played for two teams. Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, Kevin Love. Kevin Love is correct. Yeah. He went to the Cavs. So <gasps> yeah. not long after that, and yeah. I was that was going to be my hint is that he won a championship with LeBron in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, so and he's still in. I know. The Cavs. I always I forget because yeah. he looked. He was so different too. Like he was, um, like pretty chubby. Like he looked. He was completely different. Yeah. yeah. It was thirty-one yeah. rebounds is a lot. Of he's only six eight too. Yeah. Like he was. He's a strong dude though. Like, yeah, he is. For yeah. Sure. Anyway, so that uh, I knew you guys would eventually get that one. So I'm trying to get ones that you could probably figure out after yeah. a while, because <laughs> yeah. I know I've given you a couple of these and you just have no chance. But I think we're gonna the next thing we're gonna do in trivia is these speed rounds of uh, how tall. Because yeah. <laughs> I think that's I think that's it'll be a funny a funny be, one. I think I'll be good at that one. Yeah, and we can do more historical players too because mm-hmm. we can you know we can do all sorts of different players. Uh, but anyway, um, so. Uh, Oh yeah, I don't think we did uh, Merlin's prediction for for next week yet. Mentioned anyway, he's going to call the Milwaukee Milwaukee's in Boston on Friday Ooh. to take on the Celtics, which is going to be a huge uh, Eastern matchup. So um, if you want to check that out, you go to uh, Orange Ball Juice on Instagram and you can see which one our dog Merlin uh, picks, what Milwaukee or Boston. Um, I'll post that up uh, uh, tonight. Um, and so yeah, and the only you can get in touch with us. Um, uh, on Instagram, that's the only way to get in touch with the podcast right now. And you can definitely give us a five star review. Um, give us five stars. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or wherever you might listen to this. It really helps us get the show out. Uh, we're going to keep on keeping on. And um, yeah, I guess we can say uh, Merry Christmas because the next time you hear this podcast, it probably will either be Christmas Day or even the day after. So um, uh, yeah, and happy holidays and to all of our listeners and uh i think that's just about it you guys i know you have homework it's your last week of school before the holidays Mm -hmm. so you both got homework to do you got chores to do so we're not going to mess around as soon as we wrap up here you guys are going to do what you got to do um spencer's probably got physics homework you've probably got all sorts of different homework marcus um which who's going to take out the dog marcus Marcus. is taking out the dog who's cleaning the bathroom i will but i might do that tomorrow too well, we'll see about that. Yeah. And um, yeah, and we wish we'll, we're going to wish Marcus good luck at his uh, his tournament tomorrow. So um, until next time, listener, ta ta. Bye bye. I've got nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs>